welcome to the HSP podcast. I'm Julie Bieland. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in high sensitivity and the founder of the Sensitive Empowerment Community. I'm starting a grassroots movement to create a paradigm shift that values and honors sensitivity and all of its gifts needed in the world. I invite you to join my Sensitive Empowerment Community and explore all my resources created for highly sensitive people including my free masterclasses, especially my masterclass about high sensitivity and anxiety. You can also get a letter to give medical and mental health practitioners about high sensitivity so that they have the information they need about you to prevent misdiagnosis and just to know how to best give you the right kind of care that you need. Plus, you'll find multiple resources that teach you how to balance and honor your sensitive nervous system, understand your incredible value, love who you are, and empower you to bloom in your highest potential. My entire website is dedicated to HSPs. You can explore all of these essential resources, join my sensitive empowerment community, and register for my free masterclasses at juliebieland.com or sensitiveconnection.com. I hope you've been exploring all the episodes of the HSP podcast and please share them to help support other sensitive people. I hope you enjoy the following episode. So welcome everyone. I am Julie Bieland and I am a psychotherapist and founder of Sensitive Empowerment. And today our topic is tapping into your guidance system to take aligned action with Michael Coles. Michael is a, on a mission to teach the world that we are all capable of intrinsic healing and transformation. If we start with foundational health, we can build upon this foundation to create the life we want to live. Michael overcame, healed, and transformed from having Tourette syndrome, severe asthma, ADHD, obesity, and an eating addiction. He's a U.S. Marine, a holistic health practitioner, and health strategy coach. So welcome, Michael. Thank you for having me. So glad so to be here. So happy to have you here. What a fan, you know, really fascinating life you must have had. And I'm <laughs> so interested in, in learning more about you. We were talking a little bit before we started recording. But what, what drew you into the work that you're doing right now? And, and um how do you think that this is going to be helping HSPs who are listening? Um, what drew me in was my own journey of, of, of transformation of like, you know, being diagnosed and, and having this identity of like, you are this broken child and you fit into the world in this male body doing these certain male things. And, and, and it was very kind of forced from my parents generation of like, you, you grew up and you do A through Z and that's how life is. And, you know, there's no kind of veering off the road. Um, and um, once I understood that I have the power to transform my physical body, like guidance came in to help me do that and to help me transform. And then once I realized that I am, and we are all just beings living in a physical body, then that separation happened and then my mind just and consciousness just just raised so much further that i learned how to heal my mental self my traumas my you know kind of like having different 
perspectives in life and then and then really learn how to create that um that boundary energetic boundary physical boundary around me so that i'm not giving out too much energy and i'm not taking in too much energy and until i learned more more of the self-development consciousness stuff um it, it was it was more of like i had physical health and it was kind of up and down up and down but relationships and you know romantic friend relationships just you know house mates it was uh kind of kind of chaotic chaotic because I was never um, taught how to deal with this hypersensitivity and and um, taking on emotions and then giving too much to people and, and let, letting letting too much out of me and then I'm depleted you know financially and then energetically and so forth so it was really a, a, a journey of starting with the help to allow that intuition to come in and say hey here's here's some guidance do you want to take it or not take it and, and if you don't take it, I'm going to speak louder. I'm going to speak louder. I'm going to speak louder. And then eventually, if, once I kind of um, allow it to come through and take that aligned action that it's giving me, then the next step towards healing, the next step towards um, strengthening my own, um, I guess, you know, self, energetic self um, came. So it, it was it was more of understanding this other world of, mindset of just kind of consciousness and all that which for a long time was was the woo woo and it was like get real get get down to earth but um now that there's there's so many other people out there um practicing spirituality and it's much more open it, it became much easier for me to remind myself that okay this is a real thing versus you know reading one book oh this is this is the answer and then forgetting and then going back to, to to normal life. Oh, I love that you can, you know, that the journey that you've had, and I think it's so incredibly important that we are representing sensitive males in the way that you need to be represented. I mean, this is such a valuable trait. It evolved for a reason. It evolved for the survival strategy of the population. Anybody that's been listening to my podcast and, and the videos this whole time understands my passion for this trait and and I want to represent it in an accurate way and to me that's like a paradigm shift because we need to understand the value of this trait and males having this trait I mean and for anybody that doesn't know this trait you actually it's it's equal on the gender spectrum so and that's both in the animal kingdom as well I mean we've already found it in over a hundred species in addition to that so as a male sensitive male you're I mean, it's such a beautiful thing that you've um, been able to transform the messages that you received as a kid that you should change who you are into now being able to empower other people to understand that this is a beautiful trait and that what you experience in the world is so important to others. And I really like how what you wrote about what you wanted everyone to receive today. You talked about you wanted them to receive finding a balance between empathy healthy boundaries and personal power that can help you live a freeing life of joy, empowerment, and a sense of peacefulness. I really love that. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, I think it's more, I think it's like, it's like to like understand balance is to first understand our power within. I think a lot of times we, 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 we have an issue. We have, we have a, emotion that's negative we have a pain that's that's negative and we look out 
for an answer to fix it because it's, it, it can become very difficult to actually feel the emotion and feel our body. So um, the more understanding we have with, with the body, the more we can go into that feeling and actually allow our subconscious mind to be heard. So I like bringing the neuroscience with the spirituality because I have both sides of the brain, you know, so <laughs> I do too. I like that. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I like, I like how, um, when we understand how our mind works with the different, different levels of, of consciousness and then our going, going into that, that meta awareness in meditation of being aware that we're aware of our thoughts and, and, and so forth, our subconscious can say, I, I am heard. And then, our brain goes back into that 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 equilibrium and that balance. Um, same with same with the body with 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 physical health. We have a physical pain. It's our nervous system saying, "Hey, this pain signal is to warn you and say, hey, there's something here to look at." So we can either put a bandaid on it, we can you know put some cream on it to make the pain go away, but it's it's going to get louder and louder and louder until we actually um, deal with it. And that, that loudness is blocking us from getting, getting our true guidance to like go forward, to like reach our dreams, re reach a goal because it's busy saying, hey, deal with this first and then I'll give you a bigger task in your journey to, to go on to. Um, so um, just seeing a lot of clients, a lot of patients that, that they are trying so hard to go, go, go to like run their business or, 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 or work and, and achieve, achieve, but their physical health is declining and they're not balanced and they're not able to sustain that momentum. So once, once we slow down and understand, okay, I have a physical self that needs balance. I have a mental and, and, and like, you know, energetic self, spiritual self that needs balance. And once we can, we can, achieve that balance, then it's going to be much more calm, much more ease, much more joy in life. Um, but it takes, I think, that understanding of that and then allowing things to come through and sitting with our body and feeling our body. And I think that being a um, HSP can be overwhelming at times, but I think it's a gift because it's a clear answer or, or, or clear signal that something wants to change something wants to be done and the more we can kind of tune into that and really listen to it i think we'll 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 be be more at peace and understand where to go understand what to avoid and and know where our kind of middle path is middle middle lane is that is our joy you know is our light and you know our desire so that's kind of a, a brief summary of it yeah, I, I, what you're saying is so important and I completely agree with you. This, this culture that's created of just go, go, go mentality, this is not working, especially not working for HSPs. And I think that so many of us received that message. And yet that there's so much magic and power in being able to intentionally work on that balance. And like you were saying, through meditation, being able to go within, I, I talk a lot about this external focus that so many of us have. And I think you mentioned too about it's hard to feel these intense emotions sometimes. And especially if we're told that our emotions are wrong, 
I mean, so many of us have heard that. I certainly did. Why are you reacting that way? Why are you so sensitive? What's wrong with you? So that you start to think like, oh my gosh, especially as, you know, raised, if you're raised as a child without the right kinds of support, you're getting this message that there's something wrong with you. So now you have an intense emotion and you have a message and a label that there's something wrong with you. And I think that that, that takes us in a direction that is really harmful for us as HSPs. And instead, you know, how do you talk to people, talk to HSPs and coach HSPs into like, how do we feel these intense feelings? How do we go within and find this balance? And how did you do it? How were you able to do it when you received different messages as a child? When I got older, I was able to separate from my family and people that were, I guess, putting me down and telling me that, you know, this is the wrong way. As a child, I'm stuck in the house. I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck with family. But as an adult, I'm going out and I'm meeting other people that are dealing with their trauma, you know, dealing with emotion and like trying to, trying to get better at it. And then the more I kind of educate myself, ask questions and be curious about that, um, and then going home, putting up this boundary of like, okay, like I can't absorb all this stuff, which is like really hard because, you know, it's like, I'm all like feeling good. And then I go home and I'm like, uh, you know, but I don't realize it. But, but now that I, now that I, I really am in tune with myself, which took a lot of time, it wasn't overnight. Um, but it was more of just feeling and being more in tune of like, what are my actions, reactions to things? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, so I, I help people by letting them feel it, but also saying that it's okay to be there. If there's shame there, it's okay to let that shame come through because it wants to talk. Mm -hmm. But now, what is the next step that you're going to do? So it, it's, it's not pushing the shame away or, or pushing th that, that emotion away, um, but it's more of embracing, feeling the flood of emotion, and then it's gonna pass until it comes up the next time, but if we let it come in and go away, it's, it's less, I guess, extreme the next time, but each time it passes, we have a choice of like how we can perceive that emotion and take action and like deal with why, you know, why it's coming up because it's coming up for a reason to give us something. You know? Yes. I completely agree with you. I, I love that message that those emotions have messages. Like you were saying, they have messages. They, they want to be heard. There's something inside of them being able to get into that um, in tunement to be able to tune into what you're feeling how it makes you feel, but being able to take off that label that there's something wrong with it, I think is such a huge thing. And it makes it easier to sit in the emotion as a witness to it, as an understanding that it's a messenger, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. And the more, and the more we can separate. So, so going back to the neuroscience, like we have a kind of a, imagine like a, a bullseye target and in the middle is ourself. The more things we identify with being ourselves, our, our, um, our race, our uh, religion, our things that we brought in 
from our parents, our habits and traits, our job, our passions, whatever we do, the more clusters that we have towards that self, the more uh, reactiveness that we're going to have once, once something um, tries to harm that self. So like friends and family, objects that are, that are very dear to us. And the more we can meditate and have that kind of, I call it the like, the like ticker tape where you're seeing your, your thoughts come across the screen and you can either say dismiss that thought or let's like analyze that thought. The more it's farther away from that self, the less we're going to be reactive to it of like, no, something is threatening myself, which is like this person dear to me is angry at me and my expectation is for them to love me, but they're angry at me. So I must be doing something wrong. Myself is, is being threatened because they're supposed to love me. So it's the more we can go in, go into that meditative state, get into that meta awareness to, to understand our brain is going to be 20% happier, but, but we're also going to let our feelings be heard. And then we can analyze what does that feeling mean so that the next time it comes up, I know, Oh, I need to go take a nap. I need to go for a walk. I need to call a friend. I need to do whatever, but we, we know how to take that aligned action based on that feeling versus just, I'm in overwhelm. I don't know what to do, you know? So great. Yeah. Pause, reflect, respond. Perfect. Oh, love it. That's, that's what I always talk about. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I like the, the, the sense of aligned action that you're paying attention, you're meditating, you're able to understand it on a deeper level. I love what uh, Becca said in the community just now, and we're live recording in the sensitive empowerment community. And Becca shares, I love this topic. I didn't know how to access my intuition until I started regularly meditating. And it's been transformational to tune in and listen to myself rather than always seeking answers from the outside. I love that you said that, Becca. It's so incredible. Like when we actually do this on a regular basis every day, this you really strengthen that muscle, right, Michael? You strengthen that ability to understand and listen instead of react. So that pause, reflect, and respond. I love. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it it's good, and it and it it strengthens our our ability to make choice, which is everything in life. And the more we can make choice from that period of reflection and that um, that light bulb will come on and say, do this positive action to achieve this goal. Or we can come from the unaligned action where it's like, I'm fearful. I'm going to stay at this, at this job because I get a paycheck and I get insurance. And if I leave, you know, the, the world might blow up or whatever. That's, that's where we're still taking an action to, to do something or to, or to not do something, but it is not for our, our highest good. And that's what I mean by like aligned action of like, we're, we're getting a intuitive hit to do something that might seem difficult and scary, but it is for our highest good. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. This gave me goosebumps. Thinking about the aligned action as being part of the highest good. That's a really powerful, conscious way of living, isn't it? To be able to see things in a, in a, in a, like a, in a bigger picture 
to see that like, while this may be fearful, if we're using this example to leave this job, I also know that, you know, this job is making me sick or it's not my highest, uh, it, it's not going to align with my highest good. So if we talk about, um, I like to, maybe you can mention that for people kind of learning this, these terms for the first time to think about the difference between aligned action and unaligned action. How would you describe those differences? So aligned action is if you want to, um, I don't know, like just reaching, reaching a goal, somebody wants to reach a goal and they have different path pathways to reach that goal. One pathway might get you there faster, but it doesn't feel right. There's like, there's like something about it that this, this doesn't make me feel good on, good on the inside, but I see this like, you know, shiny, you know, sign that says like, this is the fast lane. This is the fast lane come here versus there's, there's an, another slower lane, but it feels more, it feels better to the soul to, to take that route. And it could be longer, but it's like this kind of understanding that I'm going to have a guide to walk me through the woods, through the path. And that I'm going to feel more grounded. I'm going to feel more clarity. I'm going to have more, more joy and more peace um, going that way. So like, that's the, that's the aligned way, but it's separate from the, the mind of the like analytical of like, no, we need to get it done. Like the faster we do it, the faster we can achieve this goal, go on to the next and, and so forth and so on. But that's not what divine guidance wants us to do. That's the, the ego, the body, the, the physical plane. So that's kind of getting out there. But like in the 3D world, it's like that doing something from fear and from ego and from that need to grasp, grasp something versus going towards a goal and being pulled to, towards that goal versus reaching and pulling it in. Yes, I really like it. You're talking about the that pause piece where you're able to go internal and you were saying, you know, receive that intuitive hit and that, that place of inner knowing and that it feels better to the soul. Um, I think that is such an important thing. So, and, and I know that, you know, there's some people that are listening that don't do meditation. Maybe they've never done it. Maybe they only do it once in a while. How would you um, talk about how can somebody be more aware of that? Because we do have an external focus by default, I think, as HSP. So how do we teach ourselves in your, in, in the way that you, you know, teach this to others? How can you help HSPs listening understand what does it look like to slow down and go within? How would you talk to people, encourage them to do that? So one easy way, like a physical way to do it is to do speed journaling, is to just, just take five, 10 minutes, typically at nighttime. So when, when clients have, have issues sleeping and their minds racing and they just, they just can't go to sleep, I say, okay, we're going to speed journal and you can journal just about, you know, what, like what's on your mind. And for the first two paragraphs, it could be jibber jabber, blah, blah, just like whatever, you know, just, just gibberish. But then your mind's going to say, okay, I have something to say. It's going to come up and you're going to say, you know, like my boss is so blah, 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 or this and that, or, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's probably going to be 
more, more negative at first of like the venting, but once your mind knows that you hear it and you're taking an action to write it on paper, it's going to quiet down. And a part of you knows that um, if I need to come back to the paper and read it and kind of analyze to figure out how to solve it, I can later because it is in this book. And that's, that's the first way to kind of get it out of the head on the paper. And then starting with breathing meditation of just sitting still, listening to your breath for one minute. Like I'm a hyper person. I can now meditate for 35 minutes. And that's like, I don't know, seven, eight years of like meditation, but it's, <laughs> but it, but it started with like one minute and then I'm like, my brain's racing, but the more I practice, it gets longer and longer and there's no right way to do it. There's no end goal. The whole point of it is to listen to the breath, be aware when your mind races and then bring that, bring that awareness back to the breath. That's the practice. It's not, trying to stay here and only only breathe and do mantras it's just the practice of being aware that you're aware getting your brain into that level of meta awareness where you're aware that you're that you're aware that you're distracted <laughs> yes i like uh, it that you're you're talking about because a lot of people are going to appreciate that that they maybe like you were saying you could do it for like one minute when you first started and now with practice you can do it for 35 minutes i mean that's such a great example of with practice the brain does get better with that uh, and it's such an important valuable piece to understand i like what craig was talking about he says a couple powerful questions i learned from julie's brain training courses how am i doing and what do i need this works for me to do this several times a day and meditation works as well as i teach about that it's something very similar to what you're saying and just this awareness developing this awareness about how do i feel about something because i know before i did my internal work i wasn't very aware of myself because I was so focused on what everybody else was experiencing. So I, I teach that like every time you go to the bathroom, you ask yourself those two questions, how am I doing and what do I need? And it's similar to that ability to do that pause, reflect and respond. And if you could do that with this meditation training that you're talking about, um, the invitation to the breath technique where you're bringing in that awareness. And I like how you said, you're aware that you're aware. I think that's great. And I, I totally agree with you. I think journaling is really important for HSPs, doing it in the evening, being able to, because if we don't do it, what happens when we don't do it? As soon as our head hits the pillow, our brain is just like spinning, right? If we haven't even mm -hmm. thought about how we've experienced the day until we actually stop at night, if that's the first time we're stopping for the whole day, that's why we can't sleep. And that's why the brain is just spinning, spinning. So being able to do that intentionally, like you were saying through journaling, I like how you describe that, super important. Anything else you wanted to share about that part or anything else that you think is helpful? Um, it's helpful to have someone that can just hold space for you. So you, you like come home from the end of the day, you have dinner and you do, do whatever you do, but then having maybe 10, 15 minutes to just have somebody sit there and listen. Don't judge, don't analyze, don't say anything, but just listen to me. And we're, we're going to kind of go through and talk. And we might say, I don't know, what should I do? I, I don't know, I don't know. But then like they're, they're, they're just silent and you're thinking, you're thinking, and then something will pop in. Oh, well maybe I could do this, maybe this. And it's just that 
that self-reflection of just having somebody physically holding space for you is a good first start to like just calm the body down and just kind of like be present because for a lot of people, you know, like it's always go, go, go. It's always like react to the world. But um, going from that reactiveness to like sitting and writing, uh, this is boring. I don't like this, you know? So maybe starting with a person and then getting that habit down and then going, going to like journaling. But um, yeah, it's, it's easier for people that actually want to figure out the reasons why things aren't working versus people that are avoiding things that, that aren't working. They're the ones that they say they want to change, but they're not willing to feel, to slow down, to think, and to be present in the present moment. Yes, absolutely. It's so powerful to live your life in this way. I mean, and now that I'm doing it, I'm like, wow, why didn't I do all this sooner in my life? <laughs> it's like, I wish we could learn meditation in elementary schools and preschools. I mean, start really early with children about the power of it, because especially for HSPs with our brain is just so busy to be able to slow down and really practice that, that awareness. It's such a powerful thing. And I want to um, ask you, Michael, Tina has a question. So when we figure out our need, then we can determine the path through aligned action. Do I have that right? She's asking. Yes. Once you, once you determine that you need something, then allow yourself to be, to not try and figure it out of like, okay, what can I, you know, what can I do? Just kind of be for a moment and say, just kind of ask like, what, what do I need to do to meet this need? And if you're in tune with yourself, something will come through. It could be subtle you know, it could be just go for a walk, you know, close your eyes for five minutes, go, you know, eat a sandwich. I mean, it could be something so random that you're like, this, this doesn't make sense. But the more we just listen and go with it, eventually we'll, we'll, we'll realize, okay, this is an actual thought of my head. And this is a thought of that, um, you know, divine alignment to go to go towards something because I mean that 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 was my experience in high school of, of really wanting to take charge and really wanted to make a difference but I had no paradigm of health I had no paradigm of, of mental wellness so I was just like what do I do and I'm walking down the hallway and there's this like cork board of the 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 sign-up sheet um, you know like the, the the bulletin board if you will and um, my guidance said, stop and look at the bulletin board. I'm like, what? Okay. So I stopped. And then right in front of me was a, a sign-up sheet for track and field. And I'm a fat kid, you know, like can't walk up a flight of stairs without dying, asthma and all this stuff, medications. And my guidance was like, you're going to sign your name. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. And it was like, sign your name. And I was like, and at that point, I'm like, I'll try anything. I'm going to listen. And I just kept listening. I signed my name. I went to track practice. They're like, okay, everybody gather up for the first two miles. I mean, for the first part of the, the, the training, you're going to run two miles. Then we're going to get you into groups to figure out, you know, where you're going to be. And then we're going to run two miles at the end. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is the worst thing. I don't want to do this. I want to be healthy, but this is too much. You know, it was just like, like all this stuff going on, like, just, just run away, just give up. But at that point I was like, no, like I'm going to listen. So I went to the coach and I said, Hey coach, um, 
I'm not here to be your MVP. Um, I'm here to, to get healthy. So can you help me? And, and he was like, sure, I can help you. And it took me the entire practice to crawl, walk, you know, <laughs> the, the like, you know, two miles, but the, the, the coach was there. The, the players were there to like help encourage me. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm on the right path. And, and I just kept listening. I kept taking advice from, from people. And then the, the more healthy I got, the more clarity I got, the more I could move and feel good in my body. And then that got rid of all of the clutter, all the physical clutter, all of the, the chemical clutter and everything, and allowed that intuition to, to just come through very clearly. And then if I, if I allow myself to take action on that guidance of like, hey, you, should, you shouldn't be around this friend. You should drop this friend. Oh, but he likes me. They're cool. Uh, you know, and it's like so much resistance. And until I let go of that friend, that intuition keeps talking to me, keeps talking to me. And then, you know, it's, it's up to me to say, hey, I want to listen. And, and as soon as I listen, something else great comes, comes in and comes through. So it's just kind of practicing until we understand our true self of like what is talking to us. Mm, that's a beautiful story that you learned how to do that at that age, to listen to, your, to that voice, that feeling. I think that's kind of such a powerful thing to be able to, you know, to know like that something feels better to you, to feel better to your soul, to feel better to something inside of you. And, and that you were making a, a mind and body connection, which I think is very important because we see a lot of chronic conditions and illness developing in this population, you know, because if we're walking around completely stressed and lacking boundaries and having unhealthy relationships and not connecting to our internal world, that is definitely going to impact our health. And you found that early in life, that experience of that strong connection that I think you were, I liked how you were talking about it, like the clearing that even the physical clutter opened up things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I had so much contrast, like I'm in my body feeling a certain way. I'm seeing my friends, my peers having girlfriends, being confident, you know, being able to play sports, you know, just being invited to group events. And it was just like, okay, there's something that, that I'm not doing right or, or there's something that is wrong with me, but I'm like, I can change this because if they're living a certain life and they're happy, I can be happy too. And then my family, you know, just growing up in a Southern African-American family of like sweet tea, which is like thick as maple syrup and biscuits and pig's feet and just like all this, you know, like fatty food, that's, that's what I knew. And, eating that food brought me closer to my family. So if I ate a salad instead, I might be healthier, but emotionally I'm not connected. So my, my family's, I guess, motive is to eat that food because it's comfortable, because it's known, because they don't want to veer from something that's, that's, that's different. So I just grew up in that environment and seeing so many people die early, get diabetes and, losing limbs and just like having all this medication and cancer and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I don't really know what's going on, but 
something inside of me saying like, this is not normal. Like this is not who we're supposed to be because at school I'm seeing so much light and so much energy, but then in my family, everybody's happy. But then after we eat, everybody has the itis and they're just sitting on the couch and it's like, eh. and I'm like, this doesn't feel good. So having that contrast, I was like, maybe there's a way to get out of this and become the people that I am looking to that have what I want. Wow, that's a really beautiful ability. I mean, I, I think that's part of our gifts as HSPs is being able to have this awareness. This awareness is there if we're stopping to listen and there was something inside of you that just knew that you needed to take a different path and to eat in a different way, take care of your health in a different way. But that's a, that's a hard thing to do when you're young and living at home. So that's a really powerful ability to have. Um, and Craig's questions, he's saying, thanks, Michael. How did you learn, how did you know to listen to that voice? That's a great question. Um, when I was tired of being sick and tired, yeah. and that voice kept saying, do this, do this, do this, do this, and I kept ignoring it, I'm like, maybe I should, I should listen to it and you know because I'm at school and not at home I guess I felt safe to listen to the guidance because at home it might have been no don't listen do it a certain way this is how you do things so there was there was less judgment and I felt that I was safer at, at school and that I could make a choice to join the track team because it's my life it's my choice and my parents aren't telling me I have to do this activity. Like I played music and my dad had like a tutor for like two hours after school, after band practice. And it was like, you need to practice. Like, you know, if you're going to play, you're, you're going to be, um, you know, a, a good musician. So I just felt forced in that, in that setting to better myself. But this was more of a freedom to better myself. And then I just listened because I was fed up with, myself blocking what wanted to come through which i didn't know what it was but i just had that like you said feeling that something wants to come out something wants to be heard and be shown so i'm going to kind of play with it and be curious and and follow that that's beautiful like that you follow that and what a great role model you are to others to to listen to that and that even if your choices are different than your family choices that it's still important to listen to what feels right to you on the inside. Uh, I like what Jill was saying. She said, Michael, yes, being able to be an outside observer and seeing there are probably better choices. Being able to be an observer, right? That's such a powerful thing to, to recognize within us that we can actually be very powerful observers and to, to bring that awareness back into observing our own experiences, not always everybody else's experiences, right? Bring it into self. And I think, would you say, would you agree with that, Michael, that I know for myself, it took me a long time to learn how to really honor what was coming up for me. Because if somebody else had something different than how I felt, it was, it always felt easier to like, I'm going to, oh, I'm just going to do what they say I should do, or I'm going to follow what they're doing. But there's always that little feeling inside. I call it an icky feeling. It's like, oh, something about that doesn't feel good. And now I'm very much into empowerment work with HSP. So this concept of, and I love it because HSPs that actually start paying attention, the thing that always comes up every single time is that it feels good. 
it feels good to pay attention to what we feel and what we need and to start honoring that you really feel it inside of you right mm -hmm. yeah and the more i think this becomes more of a mainstream thing of like you feel it has a reaction and you, you know what I'm saying like this th this whole process i think people will be more open to it because if you if you said this to just like a regular person they might take it as like what are you talking about this makes no sense like you know i can't i can't do that or the, you know but i think the more science kind of breaks down the mind and more things then you can say here's a scientific paper that says if you if you meditate this great thing will happen oh okay now now I'm, I'm more open to it because it's not so woo woo it's, it's actual like on this physical plane um so i think that's the the direction that some people need to take which which helped me to just spark that oh this is actually possible just because you know like before it's just this in the ether is this invisible thing that people talk about but once i actually experience it then it becomes real because i felt it and then i can actually make that change which th that's what we need is to actually hear something or feel it to actually make a change and actually bring it into our awareness of like this is actually something real in my world yeah it's amazing isn't it i had the same experience of like when i love learning about the brain and about neuroscience and i was like what there's something i could do that would lower my heart rate that would make me feel less anxious that would you know i could activate a calming center that deactivates a stress center in my brain like i have control over that it was the most amazing experience to learn about that to 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 know that that exists and then as you start practicing it you're just like wow i remember feeling like good that i had tools i always say i have tools in my pocket Whereas before I used to feel like I was walking around as almost like a big open wound with no tools. I didn't know how to read my own energy or, or even protect my own energy. And, and it took a lot of, you know, my own personal internal work and training to learn some of that. And I, I love that there's people like you that are, are sharing that. Like, what is your favorite thing to do in your, in your work? Like what, what's something that really lights you up when you're working with maybe a client or something and you just you've seen such movement in someone or such a such a positive shift in someone what what would be an example of something like that for you um what what is exciting is once we go through the the awareness to like have them understand what their habits are it's like you know you have certain habits you have certain goals and certain habits that aren't working and you want habits that work and the more they have awareness of these habits that aren't working then they start coming up with oh maybe i could do that or do this or do that and then it's more of a conversation and we're creating together versus me saying okay now you're going to go meditate now you're going to make a meal plan and, 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 and eat this food you know like people like we all want to be heard and be free so when like a coach is like you're going to do this on this regiment it doesn't work but then once we can kind of have that conversation of you you know what to do with it within you it's my job to help bring that out of you and then give you guidance and pieces and, and kind of fill in the blanks but once you understand your power then that light bulb comes on and like the light just you know it's like having a flashlight and you're you're like in the woods but then you turn the flashlight and it becomes so much brighter you're like wow like i have 
like so that. much, <laughs> you know, so much going on. And then it's just like things just start sparking and then they're, they're more open to do things in a different way and, and understand that they're not going to lose something. Um, and that the, the house isn't going to burn down. They're not going to die. So it's just like training the nervous system to say, Hey, this is not going to kill me. It's going to help me. And once we actually deal with what the nervous system is trying to say, that goes away. And then we just feel, uh, feel so light and free. And we're like, what, you, you know, why did I hold on to this for so long? Yes, right. It is so true. It is. I, I would describe it the same way. It's that light and free. I've been, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Just this sense of it is a lightness. It is a freedom to, to experience this. Uh, Rebecca has a question that I'm, I'm guessing that could be beneficial for a lot of people listening. Uh, she asks, did you worry about hurting your family? And if so, did you do, how did you deal with that? What ended up happening with them? Because we were talking about earlier about that you had, you know, you wanted to do things different, eat differently, um, be different than what your family was experiencing. What would you say about that to help others who might be one in the same position? Yeah. I don't think it was more about hurting them. It was, it hurt me to detach from them because they were so close to my identity of self. If I brought over fruit and I made a smoothie and they're looking at like, what is that? That looks gross. You know, like, what are you eating? And they're eating bacon and, you know, whatever sausage. I'm like, I'm like, yes, this is going to do so-and-so, so-and-so. And they're kind of like, you're weird. And at first I took it to heart. I'm like, oh no, like, you know, this, this hurts because I'm not connecting with you anymore and I might drift away, you know, and you're here kind of talking about yourselves and I'm kind of this, this outcast. Um, but the more I led by example, the more they, they understood, okay, this is a real thing. This, this isn't some like fad diet that he's going through. Like this is a lifestyle and I can see, oh, he looks better. You know, like, like I had, a horrible speech impediment in like, you know, Tourette's syndrome. So I had twitches and all this stuff. And um, the more healthier I ate, um, I started to heal my body and I looked better. I, I acted better. I had more confidence. Like, like family could, could see that, see that shift. And the more, I guess, science I put behind it of like, it's been proven that these chemicals, these dyes from drinking Mountain Dew can exacerbate kids to have ADHD and to be hyper and so forth. And then once you bring that to, to them and say, Hey, you know, if you're really interested, this is what's going on. Then they can say, okay, now I believe this piece of paper, but believing you, your family. So, you know, you can say whatever you want, but it's just having that, that, that level of belief. And then I had to drop the, the expectation of now I want you to do the same thing because they're on their own path, they're on their own journey. And for a long time, I mean, my, my, my mother, she beat cancer three times, but she puts a lot of stress on herself, mentally, physically, emotionally. And um, she's like on like a, a little bucket of medications and I've tried so hard to like try and encourage her to like do things more, more holistic and change. 
and she's just in that mindset of like, I've had the same doctor for 47 years and, and he tells me I need this, so, so, so I'm gonna listen to him. And then she gets worse and worse and she's sicker and sicker. And when I ask her, hey mom, can you tell me, like, do you feel healthy? Like, do you feel better with these medications? And she couldn't answer, you know? And it was just like, I get that you're, that you're on this journey, but I'm taking it to heart because I love you. I want you to be healthy. I want you to, to do what I do. But once I kind of separated that and say, okay, I'm gonna just, just lead by example, and I'm gonna pour love into you, then hopefully that will help uplift you, help you see things differently. And slowly, you know, she's asking questions about, I found this recipe, what do you think? Or like, I'm, you know, I walk today, you know, around the block or I play pickleball with your dad. So, so she's, she's come, come, coming out of those, those old patterns. But um, I think finding a connection in a different way than that those, those negative habits is a way to not hurt both parties, but also still have that connection and kind of pivot the relationship a bit. I really like that, how you're describing that. You're, you're leading by example, you're being a role model, you're, you're aware that everybody has their own path and own journey, that we can't force somebody else to, to pick our path, but that also shouldn't prevent us from, from being on the path that feels right to us. I think that is a, that's a really powerful message that you shared. Michael, is there anything else that you want to share today before we end? Um, I don't know. The main point that I want everyone to understand is that no matter what karmic memory we have, physical memory of like, we have cellular memory of like, I, my, my genetic line had cancer, so I'm going to have cancer. Or um, I've been diagnosed with a certain disorder that the, the doctor says that you, you're going to have it for the rest of your life, or you hurt your leg and the doctor says you're never going to walk again. Don't believe other people. Believe in yourself and understand that our brain is plastic, our body, every cell of our body can change and shift and we can have control over the inter internal environment and have as much control as we can of our external environment to nourish and cultivate our growth. Same as you try to grow a flower in a garden or, or fruits in the garden, you, ha you have to have that nourishing soil to bring inside of the plant, but you also need the sun and the the bees to pollinate and kind of that, that external world. So we need that same environment, but the more we are aware of our own power and of our environment, we, we can cultivate that ecosystem to help us heal and thrive and not be in this old paradigm of once I'm 40, it's downhill. You know, those, those like old sayings of just that finality of like, once you, hit a certain age or once you are, you know, diagnosed with something, that's your identity. Like we can change our, you know, identity and be whoever we want to be. I love that. What a beautiful message that believe in yourself to understand that we can create an ecosystem of health 
And there's a lot that we can do about it, I think especially for HSPs because we are so impacted by our environment, what we eat, what, we, what we're doing with our bodies, that there's so much that we can do to improve our health. You're such a great example of that, Michael. So I know you have a book and tell us a little bit, how can people find your book? How can people find you? And what do they find when they find you? <laughs> um, you can, so the, the book is called Empowering Willpower. And um, I wrote it back in 2016, which I'm going to revise and, and, and kind of add, add more, more stuff to it. But, it's, but it's, 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 it's basically understanding our willpower and our energies of every day we give our energy out to something. You know, I use the analogy of like take, taking out marble. So the more we can um, create a system and a lifestyle to keep as many marbles in that cup, then we have more to give to what, what we want to do to be successful, to like give to life, to really go forward and give to what we want to make happen. Um, so my, my website is michaelacoles.com. Um, it's still in, in transition. So there's a few things there that, that's, uh, are being fixed, but, um, yeah, you can, you can find me there or on Facebook or just shoot me a email at michaelacoles1982 at gmail. And, um, yeah, we, you know, we can have a chat about, uh, about what's going on because there's, there's so much information, so much that we learn, but putting it into practice can be difficult. So having, having a strategy and a system to put all that into your already busy life to make it easy to create those, those new positive habits is key because we can say, I'm gung, I'm gung ho, I'm feeling great, I'm gonna start something and then we fall off and we don't come back to it. And then we might say, oh, I failed, I didn't, I didn't do it right. But there, there are ways to incorporate our healthy lifestyle to make it sustainable so that it is long-term and it continues to help us grow. So that's, that's what I really, really try and help people do is just kind of tap in and, and create that healthy lifestyle through making it easy. That is beautiful. And thank you for leading by example. That's a, I mean, that's a very powerful, that's my favorite kind of leader in the world is leading by example from experience, from what you've learned, what you see as possible about improving your well-being and your health and being able to really thrive to the fullest potential. And I'll be putting links to um, your website and everything into the show notes. So just want to say thank you again for Michael for sharing yourself with us today. I think we learned a lot from you and I think you're very inspiring and thank you sensitive empowerment community for being with us and enriching our experience today. So everyone take very good care of yourselves out there in the world and as an HSP check out Michael's website and you'll learn a lot more from him. So thank you again, Michael, for being here. Thank you. And everybody um, appreciate you and hope you guys are taking good care of yourselves out there. You can, uh, if you want to watch the video with Michael, you can join our sensitive empowerment community. This is part of our amazing HSP library of amazing events that we've been doing. And you can find more information about the podcast, my sensitivity quiz, the community, everything at juliebielen.com or sensitiveconnection.com. So thank you, everybody. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Thank you all. Bye, everybody. Mm -hmm.
hope you're taking extra good care of your beautiful, sensitive self and that you enjoyed this episode. I invite you to join my sensitive empowerment community and my upcoming free masterclasses for HSPs that are being called life transforming. You can truly thrive to your fullest potential as a highly sensitive person when you have the right tools and support. Explore all of my resources for HSPs at juliebiellen.com or sensitiveconnection.com. I look forward to welcoming you to my community. Thank you.